Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I have an amazing guest today. Uh, I have been following her online for a long time. I haven't met her in person, but we'll visually meet her now. Jess, go ahead and introduce yourself to the group. Awesome. Hi, everybody. And thank you, Charlie, for having me on. Sam, I've been following you forever, and I'm super excited to get to chat with you. My name is Jess. I currently work for in social media, new media marketing for a tech company, but I have a background in geology and geological engineering. Yes. And I want to ask you about that because my daughter, she's going to be 13 in a couple of weeks and she just loves like rocks and nature. And what can she do with that? Um, other than, you know, I'm walking around my house finding rocks everywhere. So <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you got into that. And then we'll dive into your social advocacy work that you're doing too. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So it kind of just happened um, when I was, gosh, I think 15 or 16, we used to have these, these career fair and college fairs. And I remember going to one and this college had this big projector screen and they were playing a movie of an open pit blast. And I don't know if your audience has seen open pit blasting or underground blasting, but it's like, it's a hook, you know? <laughs> um, so I just thought, man, I'm going to be a geologist. Like, I love rocks. I, you know, my dad owns a construction company, so I kind of grew up around that kind of thing. And uh, I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to be a geologist, my dad convinced me that maybe geological engineering would be a good option, kind of diversify myself a little bit. So I went to Montana Tech in Butte. Um, and got my degree in geological engineering. And I discovered mining during that time. The first year that you're in your geological engineering program there, they run you through the four different options, they call them, which are like the specialties. Um, so there's like geotech, petroleum, hydro, and mining. And the first time I went into mine, I was terrified. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. But once we got underground at the mine there on campus, it was like a whole new world. I mean, I've never seen rocks like that. The way your light lights them up. I was I was hooked. It gets in your blood. All the mining history in Butte is like crazy. Um, so yeah, so that, I started in mining doing that. And then after school, I got a job as a civil engineer for about six months before the mining industry called me back. And I worked in um, an underground mine for five years as an ore control geologist. And then okay, I got a little sorry, bit burnt. Oh, time out. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ramble. I, so I know a little bit. No, I just want to, I'm so interested. I really am okay. because um, it, it is scary, right? It's an intimidating mm -hmm. type of field. Um, just if you've never been there. And so to hear, yeah, you were scared, but you're still in that field is, I think so many uh, women definitely need to hear that. Um, but just in general, like, what does that job look like? Like you're, you're in the mine, uh, which you know, tight spaces or are you like, what are you doing in there? Yeah. So it really depends. Um, so the mine I was working at was an underground narrow vein mine. So tight is pretty relative. Uh, I mean, we have like the big trucks and stuff, but they're much smaller than like the surface mines. The, the minimum width for the mine that we were mining was like eight feet. Um, so there's, there's room to move around, you yeah. know, but yeah. So as an ore control geologist, it was my job to go down every day 
and work with the miners directly underground at what we call the rock face um, and kind of point them in the direction that we want to go and follow the ore because the ore doesn't just go in a straight line. It just kind of meanders where it wants to um, based on faults and other geologic factors. So basically, we were just the steering wheel and we we took samples um, and brought them up for, for assays and such. That's very cool. Okay. So yeah. after that, where did you go after that? <laughs> so after that, um, I was feeling a lot of burnout. Um, you know, working in the shift works really tough. And so I posted something about burnout on LinkedIn and my current boss contacted me and she's like, Hey, like you've been doing some work with social media. Um, is there any chance you want to come work for this tech company? And I was like, I have no background in social media. I have no idea what I'm doing. But sure, let's give it a shot. Um, and so that's where I'm at now and kind of starting my own little side hustle thing with that. Yeah, well, I think it's um, a, just a remarkable how courageous you are and like curious <laughs> and like saying yes to things that you're like, okay, we'll go try this out. We'll figure this out. Um, so I love that about you. And and you are really good at it because you're genuine. And I think oh, that that's you. the thing on social media is just being who you are and trying you know, I, I tell, tell people this all the time, like you have to like to talk to people like in general, right. To, mm -hmm. because that's what we're doing. We're just doing it in a digital form. Um, right. so you're also very creative in the like graphic side. Like, are you creating your, um, like graphics or is it more video? Like t t tell about like your strategy behind social right now. Yeah. So I do a little bit of graphics. Um, when I was working at the mine, I actually started like a hard hat sticker company thing um, that just kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, so I do a little bit of that, not as much as I used to. Um, and then, yeah, you know, sometimes it's just basic stuff. Like I don't do all of our graphics, the really artsy stuff we have a gra great graphics designer for. Um, for our podcast, we create these like little headshot things and our graphics designer is amazing for those. Um, but yeah, just kind of like the basic stuff, you know, I just, I don't think the graphics, there's a lot of emphasis on beautiful graphics, mm -hmm. right? And I think if the content you're creating is good content, the graphics don't have to be like overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know? So some of my favorite graphics are, we do like thought leadership quotes. And it's just a quote. It's simple, but I think it has a lot of impact because of the content. Yeah, I noticed that. I haven't done it. I I kind of uh, stepped away from it, but just we used to do the like red background because Charlie read. Uh, but the just a, a quote, something that inspires mm -hmm. people. You would see the reaction, right? The engagement with that. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that was easy. Like, why is that making such a difference? But sometimes people just need to hear it, right? Yeah. Um, which is what I want to dive in a little bit to just um, you being in the industry and you know, wh whatever you feel comfortable with sharing, but I'd, I'd love to like what you think we need to change, right? You had said that you had went through a little burn burnout. Um, is it just, that you, you know, needing a mentor to kind of get through that? Or is there something that you see that needs to change in industry? Gosh, there's, there's so much, there's so much that, you know, um, industry, I mean, all industries, construction, mining, et cetera. There's so much that we do good. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, Gosh, I think, I think it is slowly changing. You know, I was really excited with COVID um, because it allowed more people, more flexibility, you know, especially people with kids. I don't have kids, but especially, you know, people with kids at home and stuff um, that being able to have the option to work from home is really nice. So I think technology is helping that along, but I mean, 
mentorship is huge. That's that's what's gotten me through my career um, is being able to connect with people and really get going. Like I, I think our friend Emily Salaby, who runs yeah. Juno Jones, she gave me my first like actual like paid like influencer gig, and that really started off like this whole career section for me. Um, and so finding people that inspire you in your life um, is really important and that can help you and kind of just get you through those little funks, I think is is a huge step as the industry slowly changes. Yes. And Emily uh, said yes to me too, when I said, you think you should do a fashion show? Um, <laughs> would you be interested in that? And so I have uh, great respect for her and, um, you know, now we see fashion shows all the time. Uh, we we're thinking we're creating something new, right? Um, and so it's wonderful to see that. And it's um, so rewarding to have somebody like that in your life that sees the potential in you, even maybe before you do. Um, so that, that definitely there. Um, and so with empowering women in industry, we would love for you to be able to join us one day. I know you haven't been to one of our events, but we've, no, been, not we've yet. been trying to pull, but you had, um, <laughs> you were having some really um, like, like your schedule was really crazy back then. So it was a little more difficult. So if you can, you know, fast forward and kind of look ahead in this social media element, it, are you staying in kind of this area of the kind of traditionally male populated fields or are you open to kind of going outside of that? Yeah, you know, um, I think it's kind of where life takes me right now. You know, I try not to look too far ahead in the future, um, but I, I do I have a passion for especially the mining industry. Um, and what social media can bring to the mining industry. I think a lot of companies either overlook it and don't utilize it, or they don't utilize it in a way that resonates well. Um, you know, like people don't get on social media to see your quarterly results. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like they want to see and hear your employees' stories. They want to know what you're doing for the environment. Um, and I think you know, everybody in the mining industry in particular really wants to change the perception of the mining industry. And you're not going to do that by, you know, oh, you're going to earn 25 cents a share this quarter, you know, like, I mean, that's great for the investors. Um, but the general people on social media, I, I think it has such a power to um, affect the the mining industry and bring in new ideas and not just mining, you know, construction and industry in general. Well, yeah, because um, uh, we need to be mining to do a lot of these renewable right. energies that are <laughs> happening and, and so much more that we don't talk about in our everyday lives that we already, you know, use mining uh, materials for. It's just yeah. bringing those things up so people know. And uh, I, I love storytelling too. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big storyteller. I, I can obviously talk for like hours. So. Yes. Well, we, we're both like that. So, <laughs> uh, well, I think it's great, you know, to have somebody be in that experience, the background that, you know, growing up there. Um, did you have any others? I mean, you talked about your dad kind of pushing you along there, but did you have any others that you're like, um, you know, this really made a difference in me choosing my career this way? You know, um, all of my family, my, my dad was a big engineering guy, um, but all of my family has been been so helpful throughout my whole career. Um, you know, that, that's been really good. I have a lot of friends who 
have encouraged me and helped educate me or like talk things out with them. Um, so I have a pretty close circle. It's a small circle, but it's a close circle of, of family and friends. And then outside, um, we talked about Emily already. That was a huge push for me. And then my boss, Emily, actually, a lot of in- influential Emilys in my life. Um, but, you know, she she's a big inspiration for me. Um, Emily King and uh, her taking a chance on me and like letting me do this has been great. Um, and yeah, a lot of my female coworkers, I, I posted um, a post on LinkedIn, gosh, two years ago, I think that went semi-viral of, of our whole, we had a whole female work crew, um, which was like one of the first in like the mines semi-recent history. And so that was so cool and getting to work with them and they still inspire me um, every day. Yeah. And, and you do make a difference by sharing their story and, and being out there and being willing to do that, to take the picture, to tell the story, to write it, to post it, that that does take time. Right. And, and yeah. willingness to be seen. I mean, that's really it. There's hard stories out there, but there's great stories, um, you know, and both are necessary in order to grow. Um, the, the, I guess next question I have for you, you mentioned going into kind of civil engineering and I'm curious about that job. Like it's so for me in my mind, it's very different. Um, did you feel like a fish out of water? Like how how did that go? Um, it was tough. Uh, so it was my first job out of college. Um, and it was, the mining industry was kind of in a down spot. The mine where I wanted to go didn't have any openings and I just, I needed a job. Right. Um, so I packed up everything and moved to Seattle <laughs> and well, that in itself is a big, uh, big hard, difference you know, from, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from Butte, Montana to Seattle was quite the change, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and there are some aspects of it that, I mean, that were really helpful, right. Things that I still use every day, like organization of files and stuff that, that you learn that you just don't lose, um, but the going out in the field there, having to do from mining to civil engineering, like surface dirt work was so different for me. Um, especially since most of my stuff is like mining and mineral exploration. So I focused really hard on geology, whereas we were working in like soils and sand. And so I had to like relearn all of that geo 101 stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great experience. It was very short. The company was fantastic to work for. Um, my grandma passed away, like a month in and they gave me some time off, you know, like it was a great company to work for, but yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable, but a good learning experience. That's right. It sounds like you, you had to navigate <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of growth all at once there. Um, yeah. and you know, losing a family member that does, it, that takes, that's an emotional stress that, you know, you just don't even know how it's going to affect you. So, yeah. um, so I'm sorry to hear that, but I am, I am glad as well that you stayed with it as far as engineering and, and in the industry. And even if, you know, you're, you're moving into kind of this media social space. And a lot of the times we can feel like, oh, well, we're, we're kind of an outsider looking in. Um, Well, I know I do some, sometimes on that, like manufacturing engineering, I don't have either one of these backgrounds, but I know that I can add value and advocate for these groups of people. and, And I do that. Um, just knowing that you have that background, you can always, you know, um, fall back on that. You can always use that knowledge in your posts and where you go in the future. Right. So there's so much there for you. And, uh, I, like I said, I have been following you, you know, it feels like forever and this sounds, you know, it's just right. a short <laughs> journey. Right. But it's, it, it feels like because of the impact that you have already made, 
um, that, you know, there's just so much more that's going to happen. If, um, if you had like, you know, one of these things like you could tell. So for example, I I mentioned my car, my Carly, my Carly, um, she, she loves, um, all the, the nature aspect. Um, and, um, I don't traditionally think that, um, she falls into the, you know, math and science because, you know, that traditional show, she's an engineer because she, you know, I have to kind of pull her along in school some or push her. Um, she's more creative and, and I love that creative means problem solving. And, and Mm -hmm. that is something we absolutely need, which I think also is engineer. So this very creative, outspoken, um, girl who loves nature and loves the idea of engineering, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what advice would you give her, um, when you're looking at jobs in this space, what, what would you tell her? Oh man. Um, especially being more on the creative side rather than the math and science side, right? You always see the, the images of the left brain, right brain. And it's like, you can't work together, but I think creativity brings so much engineering, like you said, with the problem solving, um, and the math and science will come. It takes a lot of studying. I mean, I failed several classes <laughs> in my, it took five years to do college. Um, but yeah, well, don't know. feel bad. I failed accounting <laughs> and, um, uh, I say that Ooh. all the time. He was, he was a terrible <laughs> teacher. He like worked out the answers wrong. So you would pick that one. Um, but he was also a good teacher because there's no way I needed to be doing accounting. Okay. The, yeah. the details in me, um, and the like repetitive work in me doesn't work, uh, for this creative brain. So like, like you were saying, um, looking at that, mm-hmm. navigating, like she is going to be more messy. I'll just say, uh, yeah. so what does that look like if she wanted to be an engineer, right. Or if she wanted to work in, um, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is hard work. I mean, and you have to have that drive and understand that when you're in a group of engineers, you're going to look a little bit different, but it's also going to mean that you're going to approach things differently and problem solve differently than they would, which I think brings such a great aspect into engineering, you know, um, and the, <laughs> there's a stereotype about the engineers not being able to communicate, you know? Um, so just knowing that, with that creativity, you'll be able to phrase things differently or write your reports differently. Um, and it is okay that it may look different than everybody else's. They might just be a little bit more engineer brained than creativity brained. Um, I think that's a lot of pressure that people feel like to do what everybody else is doing, but it's okay not to, especially if you're still solving the problem, just going about it a different way or an easier way. Yeah. I love that advice uh, because we do, we, we have to, we have to use our whole self, um, all of mm-hmm. that, our per- whole personality, our, our entire brain uh, when we come to work and um, we have to come to work and and let people know kind of what we want as a career path and what, you know, what options, what things excite us, what doesn't so that we can adjust. And, you know, I think being willing to share the stories of engineering is so important uh, because we need to tell those stories in order to get people excited about the work we're doing and, you know, just really um, showcase, showcase all of the options for our younger generation to know what's out there. If you could uh, just our industry in general, right? We have engineers, operators, maintenance people, marketers, sales, I mean, you name it, we have um, in our audience. Um, If you could just you know, talk to them for a minute. Is there anything else that you want them to know about you or your organization? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm always around on social media. You can find me. I finally switched everything over to mind life media. Um, so if you have any 
for the questions or just want to share something, um, I'm always around and happy to listen and learn from others. You know, if you have any advice, if I said, um, too many times, you just want me to let, let me know <laughs> I'm around, but I'm also the year for, for mentorship as young as my career I am, I have had quite a diverse experience. So always around to help answer questions or, or anything like that. I know there are a lot of people looking to get into different fields and it's a scary leap, but, um, I'll be your personal hype girl. <laughs> I like that. I mean, we all need that. We absolutely all need that encouragement <laughs> and that energy. Um, okay. So I do have a little rapid fire for you. Um, okay. What is your favorite book? Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I have awesome. like seven copies of it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Check that out. Um, what about music? You got a favorite song or band? My favorite song is American Pie, but I've gotten into kind of like folk rock kind of music lately. So I've been really enjoying that. Very good. You're very good. What <laughs> is uh, the best advice that you've ever received? Gosh, there's so much. Um, oh man, I didn't prepare for this. I'm sorry. That's the best, <laughs> that's the best part of this question. <laughs> um. I, I think it is to just take your experiences and learn from them. Um, you know, it's been said to me in like several different ways, but if you mess up, the worst case is you mess up and you move on, right? Like, um, you know, if, if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is your chance, right? As your listeners and my daughter, Carly, being one of them, um, huh. what advice would you give to somebody coming into the industry? Yeah, you know, you had mentioned it earlier and being true to your whole self is really important um, and being authentic to yourself. I, in my early career, I spent so much time try. I mean, I'm still relatively early career, but I spent so much time trying to be likable or trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be um, that I think caused a lot of burnout early on. And so definitely being your whole self and being true to yourself is really important. Yeah, it's exhausting. Uh, to pretend yeah. <laughs> or try to try to please everyone, especially if you're ignoring yourself. So yep. the core values and everything that we do, we have to know what they are. And then once we do, and we know kind of what our strengths are and what our goals are, then we can navigate any of these decisions a lot quicker and faster. Um, so I just, I challenge everybody to kind of look at those and I'm like, I love it because I have this little printed like you can Google core values and it just, you know, it just, it just has a ton of you know, words, right. That yeah, may resonate yeah. with you. You don't have to come up with these uh, on your own. Uh, it's not that type of project, uh, but you can, you know, just figure out where you want to go. And um, if you need help along the way, we're here for you, uh, you Jess, and then the world that I'm talking to through the podcast. Right. <laughs> Um, if you haven't yet, uh, like, and sub subscribe, uh, we'd love for you to share this podcast. I know Jess is going to continue to be an inspiration and making an impact for all. Uh, and I'm just so, just how happy that I finally get to kind of virtually meet you and, and spend yeah. some time with you today. It's been great. Um, thanks again. And until next time, everybody be empowering. Yeah.